Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're doing another uh, German shuffle because clearly we don't have any creative. Why why are you saying it like that? No, this is good stuff. And again, if you are new to the show, a German shuffle is a a good episode, Alex. (laughs) It is. It's a good episode. It's fun. It's always fun. Uh, It's a variety show because normally we do, we focus on one topic in an episode and here we're going to focus on a lot of different topics, which is nice. (laughs) It is nice. I'm here for it. He's being a negative Nelly today, man. Am I? Which, who has said that in the past 80 years? Nobody. I'm sure. I don't know how that just came out. It's called a German shuffle. So, German uh, shuffle. I'm not sure what number it is. Is it like number nine or something? Ten? Uh, ooh, 12. Okay. Let's just go. <laughs> the Play the music. Put the music on, Jeff. Thank you all for coming. It is episode 114. I, I, I still don't, I don't like these high numbers. I just feel like... <laughs> yeah, I, you say it every time now, so... I know, I'm not... Yeah, yeah. you guys at home are like, oh yeah, we get it. You don't like the high we numbers. We get it. You don't, you don't like it, Jeff. Move well, on. Well, guys, when we hit 200, you know what's going to happen? We're going to go back to zero and start all over again. Like Y2K, baby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be... We'll just go George Lucas and just remaster all of our old episodes. It'll be like new updated versions of the exact but, same topics. But like terribly. Yes, but let's yeah. yeah, that's why I said like George Lucas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, of course, everyone loves George Lucas. I love Star Wars. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us. It, like I said, 114th episode. Uh, we've got some uh, juicy stuff for you. But first, got the news and got the, you know, the informations. We do. It's really that, important stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, don't forget, Jeff. Oh, what, what, what's going on? And everybody else listening. What's going on, Alex? Our second in-person meetup will be happening in Berlin this Friday, July 22nd from 7 to 10 p.m. This is two days from right now when you're listening, if you're listening, on release day. Right. If it's Wednesday. If it is Wednesday right now. Yes. It's in two days. Uh, the location is at, bar, at a bar called Mokum, M-O-K-U-M, in Prenzlauberg. Get your Google machine, look it up. And we'll have a couple tables reserved outside, and everyone's welcome and there's going to be a cool prize for one lucky person. For one per- I always want to say one lucky lady, but yeah, it could, could be a man as well. One lucky. One lucky human, human. being. Yes. Exactly. I'm excited because as of this listening, it'll be two days from now. Now, as we're recording, right. we're kind of pretending because it's actually the week before because we record a week before. You all know what's going on. But anyways, my future self is super excited for this thing that is happening to my future self in two days. Exactly. July so, 22nd. 7 to 10, be there or don't be. Be somewhere else. That makes sense. Right, which might be vaguely worse than coming to the in-person meetup. But yes, thank you for coming if you do come. Now, guys, you might not know it, but the women's European championships are actually happening right now. True. Uh, So far, Germany is undefeated with a 4-0 win and a 2-0 win. Now, unfortunately, because they're women... It's not being advertised anywhere. I did not know this was happening, and I love soccer, including women's soccer. I had no idea the European Championships was happening until about like two days ago. Yeah, it sucks. Because they put no... It's the same when the last Women's World Cup. They, You'd walk around, you'd have no idea it was happening, but what's the Men's World Cup? It's and like, there were some like really good games there, too. Amazing games, yeah. I, w- I went to a, a game in, in France, uh, Germany. Ooh, I think it was first Japan, but it was like 8-0 Germany. It was awesome. It was great. Oh, wow. Great, great game. Um, but anyway, so just so you guys know, uh, if you're football fans, the European championships, the women Europe championships are happening right now and they're being kind of shafted because they're being given, uh, small stadiums that hold only like four to 8,000 people. 
even though they've proven that they sell out stadiums that are like seventy to 80,000 people. So uh, so the players are complaining that they're getting these small stadiums that the women, the men's teams would never be given. But also like FIFA, don't you want more money as well? I don't know. They're, they're, they're just really bad at advertising. They just don't support the, the women's teams at all. No, it's That's just, ridiculous. It's annoying. Especially in a game like, like soccer where the, I feel like the it's not that much different watching women's soccer than men's soccer. It's not at all. There's no like, like in both you get amazing great games. I mean, yeah. don't forget like just like the men, these women are at the top or they're like they are they are the German national team, the Canadian national team. No, sorry, that's the European team gender. So, but you know, they are the national so like they are the best 20 players in that country that are yeah, you know in, what I mean like Exactly. Are, it, it doesn't make sense to me, especially, you know, in the World Cup, uh the United States has like one of the best teams for Years and years and years, the women's U.S. team is incredible. Yeah, and they've been, and it's getting no they've respect. Been, they've been fighting for higher pay for the longest time, and also just saying like, "Hey, can you actually like advertise these things? Like, can you get behind us? Like, you get behind the." But the, the problem is, it's is it's not the women's uh, World Cup and the men's World Cup. It's the World Cup and then the women's World Cup. Meaning, right? Meaning the men's World Cup is considered the, the World's World's Cup, Cup, and the women's World Cup is oh this side thing, which stupid is. is uh, crap. So, not a fan. Not a fan of that. Anyways, um, just so you know, European Championships is happening now, so go out and support your team, baby. Yeah. As we've mentioned, Germany is currently thinking of replacing the well-received 9-euro ticket with a new slash permanent nationwide ticket uh, when the 9-euro ticket sales end in September. Because it's uh, only a summer ticket. Right. Yeah. However, currently, Deutsche Bahn has teamed up with the grocery store Edeka and is offering the new Egal Wohin ticket, which allows you to travel anywhere in Germany for 40 euro. And Egal Wohin basically means like, I don't care where. Yeah, it doesn't matter where ticket. Uh, The difference between that ticket and a nine euro ticket is it allows you to ride all trains, including high speed ICE trains. It is not a monthly subscription, but a one-time use voucher. Um, So, you know, it's not as great of a deal, of course. However, this can still save you a lot of money, especially on the ICEs. Because yeah, they're, they're expensive. You absolutely. can spend 120, 150 euro on those. Exactly. So if you take an 80 euro or 100 yeah, euro ticket and now it's only 39.99, I yeah. mean, uh, still great deal. Um, but I, I, you guys have to look into this, but from what I gathered, you can only buy them at Etika stores. It's like a vat. It's, like, it's not just, it won't be on the Deutsche Bahn website because it's like a partnership. Weird partnership promotional right. thing. But um, a great deal. Um, I mean, that's like the one thing that the nine year ticket doesn't have is that you can only use it on regional trains and not the high speed trains. It's right. like, so if long distance doesn't work out, but when I mean, it can work out, it just takes a long time. Exactly. It is a, it will be a long, long distance. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So anyways, check that out. Yeah. And uh, next good news for those of you that earn money in American dollars. Cause for the first time in 20 years, the euro and the dollar are worth the exact same amount. Hasn't happened in 20 years. Uh, the euro has always of course been worth more than the American dollar. When I first moved to Europe, 2008, 2009, one euro was worth 1.4 American dollars. Like you got, oh, wow. you got it. If you, if you were earning in, I mean, if you, if you're earning dollars, it sucked. Like, but if you were earning in euros, like when I go back and visit home with my euros, I like, felt Woo! super rich. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when but, I, when I first moved in 2013, it was a, like a dollar 20, a dollar 15 for a euro. And yeah, now it's which is still great. Well, yeah, it was great. If you, if you were in euro, but right. But, so, I mean, it's great for those of you earning, American dollars, but terrible for, you know, the European economy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And of course, it's all due to the war in Ukraine and a few other factors. But yeah, so for us, when we visit the US, we will no longer get the great deals that we once got everything. No. 
But like if you're American, now is the time to visit Europe because everything will be be like 15% cheaper than normally is for you. So Or if you're planning on it, buy some euros now. I just told my dad and he just bought a bunch of euro for when he comes over anytime. There you go. Yeah, if maybe maybe you've just moved to, to Germany, so you still maybe have like a couple grand back in your American bank account. Now's the time to transfer it all over yes, because yes. you will get the most bang for your buck literally. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um very interesting. And now, now my, my Hulu subscription costs more money than it did a few months ago. Well, that sucks. Because in American dollars, I was paying, you know, with my German card. It was like 12 euro, 13 euro. Now it's like 15 euro. So that sucks. Thanks. Mm. Thanks. Thanks, economy. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> uh, some shocking news involved the chancellor of Germany, Olaf Scholz. At the SPD political party's annual summer party, uh, they, they go pretty hard. Uh, that was attended by the chancellor. At least nine women were given date rape drugs. Oh my. Yeah. Jesus. The party was attended by roughly a thousand people, including the chancellor and members of parliament and investigation is ongoing. So that's super disturbing. Yeah. Like why would you even, so that party, if the chancellor and you have members of the, the Bundes, Bundestag and stuff. and stuff, the security is probably insane. Why would you even attempt to do something like that under you know what I mean? Under that kind of a security, it's just like I mean, that's ridiculous. The fact that you have that you're that brazen is scary. I mean, doing know? it at all is disgusting. No, no, I'm saying like, but it's disgusting. But I mean, that, that means that you really have no that you have no shame. Like, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, just yeah. So yeah, I hope that everyone who was a victim of that is okay, and I hope they figure out who did it because that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's that should that should never happen, and especially not. I mean, at a government function like that. I yeah, mean, that's crazy. Uh, now, we've reported to you guys on the <laughs> absolute chaos that the summer air travel in Europe has been uh, this summer. Thousands and thousands of flights have been canceled, and those people that have been lucky enough to not have their flight canceled still have to deal with long lines, delays, wait times, and all that not fun stuff. Now, things have gotten so bad that this was announced uh, a day ago. Heathrow Airport has requested all airlines to stop selling tickets to any flights leaving from London for the entire summer. Oh my God. So um, if you plan on visiting London this in the next two months, you are out of luck. There will be literally no, they're they not allowed to sell any more flights to and from London uh, because the, the airport is so overwhelmed right now. A every airport right now is just has a shortage of staff because the airlines, for some reason, are uh, surprised that people want to travel again. So they were not prepared. So that's why all these flights are getting canceled. There's just there's just not enough staff for anybody. Yeah, like all, all these uh, unforeseen kind of consequences of of COVID are just hitting us now of, you know, hey, I've been traveling in two years. I'm going to go out now. But everyone's thinking the same exact thing. So that's why this summer you and I are not going anywhere because it's ridiculous. Unfortunately, even though that's exactly what we wanted to do was to go somewhere, but it's the summer is just yeah, unfortunately the worst summer to travel. We're, we're going in somewhere, just not outside of the yeah. country. Oh, and one more note, guys. We are going to be taking a little bit of a nice summer break. So we will be not releasing new episodes for the next three weeks because we are going to be on vacay, having fun in the sun and all that kind of stuff. True. So uh, expect a new episode of the podcast on August 17th. We'll be back. Don't worry. We'll, 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 we're not going to be gone forever. Also, Jeff, I should mention this weekend we were at PodFest with Sean Barons. True, we almost forgot to say something. Yes, with Sean Barons from the Germany Experience, and he was nice enough to invite us on his show to record live in front of, uh, you know, some, some people. It was really fun. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, we thought like one person would show up. Yeah, but, that's true. But I think in the end there was like 10, 15 people that like yeah. wandered in and out, and yeah, it was... 
again, great time. And also it was uh, not only Sean Barron's, but, and it was not only Sean, he also had another guest, Olivera Darko is her Instagram name. Right. That's not her full name of, you know, just just Olivera in real life. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, great Instagrammer and YouTuber with videos about, uh, you know, being new in in Germany as well. So the the whole thing was super fun. And afterwards we went and grabbed a beer with, well, one, but yeah. We got many beers with uh, with with Sean. Sean, Sean, if you're listening, we do apologize for keeping you out for so long. Yeah, 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 but but it was fun. And then also um, uh, Simon, uh, you know, a big listener of both of our podcast he joined us we had yeah that great, was really cool great time meeting, meeting simon as well that was fun so uh, if you want to hear that episode it's out right now at the germany experience with sean barons and uh i think i think i think it'll be a good time if you if you know us you like us you'll you'll find that episode live from berlin episode yes check it out um and also if anyone would like to we receive a bunch of these we appreciate them so much uh any donations we really appreciate oh, yes, it we're, yes. we're a non-profit podcast uh, everything comes out of our pocket or through donations. So if you'd like to send us a donation, you can find a link on our website. Um, I think it's at the bottom of every page of our website, the little the PayPal button and every little bit, um, helps. And, uh, you, these donations and your guys' support are the reason why we are still here and, you know, giving you some semi-decent content. So <laughs> semi-decent, exactly. <laughs> uh, but we had a big, pretty big, uh, weekend, huh? Pretty Ooh, fun. We went all out. No, I, yeah, it was, it was it was it was fun. Yeah, yeah. So Jeff and I went to uh, Love Parade. It's just, back. just me and Alex. Yeah, we went to Love Parade. It was lovely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, with with some people and uh, well, our girlfriends and our buddy Misha, and uh, it was a great time. It's been canceled since like fifteen years, something like that. Yeah, I think the last one was in two thousand ten because um, they had moved out of Berlin and. The planning was horrible, and I think like twenty people died because Got trampled. Of, uh, yeah, a, 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 a crush situation, which is awful. And then they just said they organized were like, okay, never again. But they've brought it back under the hopes that well, because the problem is where they did it before, there was um, it was just a bad location. There's limitations where they do it in Berlin. It's a very open space. There are there are places to escape to. There's not really any kind of bottleneck crush areas you know yeah, so exactly much safer and for those of you who don't know what it is it's a big um parade pretty much like a techno parade yeah and it's all about keeping clubs alive keeping the culture alive and, and debauchery uh debauchery and love and it's, it was a really peaceful beautiful fun environment and it's predicted that there was a 200 to 300 thousand people there yeah, which is actually small for the Love Parade because they had a few times where it was a million, one and a half million people. So which is insane. So two hundred thousand people is. They didn't have official numbers, but they estimate um, two to three hundred thousand people. Yeah, it, it started in eighty nine um, to celebrate the wall coming down to promote peace and love. And the first Love Parade was only one hundred fifty people uh, listening to techno in the streets. Um, and <laughs> it, since then, it just grew, 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 and became this big, huge thing. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. But you also went to a, a football game on Sunday, right? Yes, yes. I you went invited to me, see. but I didn't come. You yeah. did not, which yeah. is a shame because it was a great game. Went to go see Berlin Thunder versus the Vorschlov Panthers. And uh, yeah, we were losing all the game. And then we were winning. And then the fourth quarter, they came back. Eight-point swing, tied the game up, double overtime. And we won at the end. It was yes. like electric environment. Nice. It was super fun. Our team finally played to its potential for the first time, like all season. Nice. So yeah, it was a really good time. Um, no, I love a game where to the last minute it's uncertain, you know, when you don't know who's, who's winning, who's going to lose. Yeah. Like it was overtime and like we missed the kick and then it was their turn. We blocked their kick to win it. And then they got the ball back again and then I put them back like 40, 50 yards. So they couldn't kick it. And then we got the ball ran in for touchdown. And like the place nice. was 
so you said you could hear it from your apartment. It was so loud and you don't live that close to the stadium. I mean, close enough, but yeah, not next door. I mean, th- there's, what do you mean? A good k- kilometer maybe in between there's here like and there? There's like three tram stations between it. At least a kilometer away. So like it's, it's not, if not more, if yeah. not more. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, that, that was a, it was a really fun weekend. Uh, and now it's Wednesday. Yeah. And while you were at the game, we went on a, we went to Spandau on a little uh, bike ride and went to the Spandau Citadel there, the the, the fortress there. And did a yeah. li- my, my girlfriend hadn't been there yet, so we kind of we like we, it was supposed to be just be on a, like a small stop on the way to like a longer bike ride, but we ended up spending like three hours there, just like walking around, checking out the the old. It's like a you know a thousand year old um, fortress there, castle thing. Yeah, and it's funny because she was telling me about it, and I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. And then I was like, oh, wait, like the Citadella, like where they have concerts. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I've been there like a million times. But have you been there just to enjoy the. No, I've only been there for a concert. Oh, I, I never realized it was like an old thousand yeah. year old fortress. I mean, there's a jawbridge there. So I've only, you know, been in the main courtyard to see Limp Bizkit and stuff. Like. Yeah. So. And little did I know it's an actual really old, cool, historical building. Yeah. It's worth visiting just on its own. And, and it's like really well priced. It's like four euro, you know, to get in. for like the whole museum and everything. Like, oh, nice. It's like. You know, it's like, oh, okay, nice. So I also recommend anyone who wants to go to a concert. It's a great concert venue, too. And they do concerts the whole summer, basically. So. Yeah, it's great. But and they stop at 10 p.m. Um, because they don't want to bother the local bat population. Beautiful. echolocation. Nice. Yeah. Well, considering we're at 18 minutes, we should probably get to the whiskey because we're going slow today. We are going slow. But before we get to the whiskey, <laughs> let's go to the whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Oops. Oop. Almost dropped the whiskey. Today, we have Aberlour. Not Abeferdi, but Abelor. Ooh. Established 1879. It's a Speyside single malt scotch whiskey. Double cask matured. Aged 12 years. Nice bottle. Reminds me of Bullet Rye bottle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if Bullet Rye wasn't like the large flask shape, and right. it was more of a, yeah, yeah. Because it, it has like the raised uh, lettering and everything. Yeah, Exactly. Okay, so we have also what I love is this giant uh, wooden cork at the top i love i love i think we both love the big stoppers the big corks yeah. love it so let's pop it open like a wide neck yeah yeah there we go that makes up for last week last week it was very last week you couldn't open it yeah but then when it finally got open it was a letdown it was, yeah it was a big letdown. And this one's a very dark color like a, an amber on the verge of um Ooh, that's a big pour it's it's a very dark caramel amber yeah it's got a really nice color to it uh it kind of looks like a like a bourbon or a rye actually Strong smell. Here we go. This is a strong smell. smell I say. Really strong, strong smell. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, talk. Shake it, not stirred. Ooh, that is smooth. That's good. Yeah. And for all of you longtime listeners who um, know the character Misha, we've talked about a lot on this show, a friend of ours. We've mentioned him a few times, and you guys asked, when's Misha coming on the show? Um, he is physically two meters away right now using the toilet. So yes, Misha is in the building. He will not be joining us, but, uh, <laughs> but he will not be joining us. But you can feel his presence uh, ele- elevating the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I can't feel it. I feel in my bones. <laughs> but uh, of course, before we get started into our like whatever hundredth shuffle, twelfth, uh, twelfth. <laughs> If you like to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we always appreciate it. It's always fun. But again, you don't have to. We don't, we're not telling you what to do. No, I mean, you could go uh, learn to sail. You could learn to sail. You could uh, pick up some golf. Pick up some golf. Yeah. yeah. Like not even learn to golf. Just like literally just pick up some golf clubs. Just pick up some golf. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just, just pick a bunch, it up. A bunch of golf. Yeah. <laughs> and also uh, check out our Instagram. It's at americans.in.germany.podcast. And of course, our website, which many say is the best website in the world. And that's A-G-D-W podcast 
Com. Yes, lots of good stuff there, so go check it out. But before you check it out, listen to the rest of the episode, because we actually have some content, even though this intro feels like it's going on forever. But now we're done. But now we're done. We now have the nitty-gritty, which is the German Shuffle Variety Show. Here we go. Let's press play. Now, to start off with, this is an interesting one that uh, that might not necessarily affect a lot of people, but once you've kind of moved to Germany for a longer period of time, and you're in need of certain things you find over time that there's certain basic items that you get used to being readily available and not only readily available, but cheap that in Germany are not, not cheap, but also not cheap because you <laughs> literally cannot buy them. Like, and uh, me as like a maker builder, or whatever, like I've come across some like PVC pipes, you know, these are, and for those of you who aren't even really into construction, you know, these are the usual, if you live in the States, usual plastic long pipes, plastic that, white pipes with a yeah. bunch of numbers on them. That, you know, your water comes into your house uh, with whatever. Now, like, I used to use them kind of like as an adult erector set in a way because they're super cheap and you can buy like, um, you know, 90 degree elbow bend stuff and you could actually, you can actually make like a big thing out of it. Yeah, like, true. Like, so um, uh, I, I was going to do a lot of sanding indoors because it was winter, right? And I was like, ah, I don't want to get the place all nasty, uh, you know, covered in uh, sand, sawdust. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, if I build like a big cube around me out of PVC piping and then just drape it in, in um, cause you, <laughs> cause, cause you can get plastic sheeting for like five bucks that, you know, it's going to suffocate yourself. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but I mean like, but it would, again, it, the whole thing would cost like 15 bucks. True. Yeah. Yeah. Be super easy. You could lift the whole thing yourself. Cause it's like PVC piping weighs nothing. Right. Cause it's plastic. Easy, easy so, fix. But then I go to every construction store imaginable in Germany and they don't sell this basic thing. And of course it's, Weird. it's a difference in just what they, what they use, um, in terms of uh, piping and what, you know, and so there's things like that. Also, uh, compressed air, like in the States, you know, like I used to clean your laptops, keyboards I found like are really difficult to find here. You can find them, but they cost twice as much as they do in the States. And they don't, they're, they're like half the volume. And there's like, there's like certain, just like little things like this that, aren't really a big deal, but when you need them and you can't find them become a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, unfortunately I'm not a builder. That's why I have friends like you to build stuff for me. So I can't really relate to, 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 to those things, but, um, but yeah, it, it is interesting. Cause you would think that, I mean, I guess you just think that cause we're American, but you think that'd be everywhere. Cause it's super easy. It's super cheap. And you can build like anything with it. Like you said, but yeah. uh, I guess not, I guess not. What, is there an alternative? What, what do they use here? Or is this like not a thing? It's just not a thing. Like, I mean, they, they have like plastic conduit. Sometimes they put like um, electrical wires in, but no, like it just, it's just not, there's not a thing. They just have, they have like just metal pipes here. So like they don't even have the plastic option. So I find more trouble like finding specific things like scissors or like tape. You have trouble finding scissors? Sometimes. Like I'm not sure what shop to go to. You know what I mean? Mm. Just like the Euro shop. Usually they're pretty good. Like McGuite's, they'll have some of that stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like some of these things are so like separate. So yeah, I guess when you send the States, you know, you go to like the grocery store and those have like a whole arts and crafts section because it's America and they have that stuff. Yeah. And usually like the arts and crafts section at an American grocery store is like bigger than the entire grocery store here. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So, so like, 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 um, the, uh, grocery store near me, that's really small. It has an arts and crafts section, but it's, you know, it's like one meter by one meter and yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's so it, all, all the things that you in the States are like at midnight, you're like, Oh, I, I know I, I can get glue. I can get all the stuff here. It's like, it's your shit out of luck. Yeah. Or like back, back in the day when I had a shower curtain, um, you know, I need like the shower curtain hooks. Mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't know where to go to find those the rings. Like, yeah. I was like, I don't want to go to Ikea and walk through the whole thing in Ikea. Yeah. I was like, maybe a Baum, like a, uh, like a home Depot type place. 
but I don't want, like, that's also huge. Like where can I, in the States, I go to Target. It's all a Target. You know, everything's a Target. Yeah. I think we have more everything stores that just have literally everything in daily life things, you know what yeah, I mean? Oh, for sure. Which here they, they have a few, but they're a lot less. You have to go more to specific stores. And I guess, yeah, trying to figure out, okay, well, what does this fall under? Is this an electronic? Is this a, this, is that, you know, like, and I think that re- that's the reason why um, there's more mom and pop shops around here. Cause there aren't those, you know, big stores just undercutting all the prices. So I really don't mind. I, I'm used to it now. Kind of like things close on Sundays. It's one of those things I'm just used to and is what it is. But sometimes I was like, I need like one little tiny thing and I can't even, I can't even begin yeah. to imagine where I, think I have to go. So the, it's Amazon it, you know? I think the best, kind of, wasn't good. the best kind of store for that for in Germany is the, um, the Haushaltungswaden stores here, you know, where, you know, like where you just go, go in and it's just household items. These small ones, they, they have like- Oh yeah, they're like plastic. small mom, mom and pop yeah, shops, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they only sell like, they sell plastic containers, they sell glue, a little bit of paint, a little bit, of, but like always like the, the generic- like basics for each category. You know what I mean? Right. Like not any specific. Like two to three products. Yeah, exactly. Like in my, in my new flat, you know, we wanted something in our shower to hold all of our stuff, mm. sh- shampoo, you know, the stuff you need in the shower, stuff you yeah. wash your body with. Sure. Body wash. That's I, it. I'm glad to hear you wash your body. I do yes. occasionally. Yeah. Um, and we don't have like a thing to hang it on. So I want like a floor standing one. Sure. Ooh, they so, make some nice ones. Yeah, they do. But I went to a few shops. I just couldn't find anything anywhere. Mm. So I wound up just having Amazon it. And like, I don't want to use Amazon that much. I'd much rather go to a local shop. I mean, of that's course. owned so. by, you know, Joe Schmo and give that guy business. And Mr. Schmo, that guy is so nice. Mr. Schmo is just Mr. everywhere, Schmo, man. Yeah. I think he also heard that we had the greatest website in the world, but I don't know. That's yeah. hearsay. I think I saw a sign in one of his stores, but it's been a while. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, sometimes finding these, these, these small things can just be, be a pain. Could be a pain. You know, it's also a pain. The next thing up, which is, um, <laughs> now this is something that you, you're living in Germany and then I am. And then, and then once, you know, like the first few years, you notice like almost every street you're walking down the beginning of the street, you see these white signs that say, uh, Schaden. Right. Yes. Right. And you kind of just like, eh, whatever. And then maybe like three or four years into it, finally you ask a German, like, what are these Strassenschaden signs? What the fuck is that about? It's like, oh, the sign is like basically apologizing to you that the street <laughs> the street has like a bump in it or a pothole or like a small <laughs> defect. I and, love it. And, it, it, and it's, it's crazy because like our friend Misha actually wants, he's like, he's like, you know what? These, the millions of dollars that the, all these Strassenschaden signs cost all over Germany, you could probably just like fix the actual thing that's actually that they're apologizing for. But the thing is what I find hilarious about them is I'm looking like, where is, where's the shade in like, where, where's the street not yeah, look good. Most of the time the streets are beautiful. And like the defect they're talking about is like so minuscule. There's like, there's like a crack in the road, yeah. like and, a crack. But, but like, you know, like you wouldn't even notice it, but, but to a German, it's like, Oh my God, it's huge. But, but I, lo- I love how you said that. Like it's, 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 it's the, it's the street, or like the government, like apologizing, like we're really sorry that our 100% perfect standards are not reached right now. Right. So you have to deal with this. Where everyone else in the world is like, oh, it's a shit street. You're used to it. And But the thing is, these streets aren't even shit streets. Like, they're very good streets. I know. And maybe and It's not dangerous or anything. Yeah, go maybe down. there's one crack. And then once they see the crack, they're like, should we fix that? No. Get the sign down here. Like, dung, dung, dung. Like, you know, like pounding the sign and think, okay, now everyone knows there's a crack. Guys, we're all good. We're so sorry. It's like tapping people on the shoulder like, 
excuse me excuse me sorry that's a, that's a crack i'm so sorry it's, it's my greatest shame I, uh, <laughs> I i retire because of the crack if i could fix it i would but yeah, i cannot I, uh, I only make signs my I german accent always goes like italian not fix it if i could but yeah. i cannot as anybody listening to your podcast knows our ta- our accents and fake accents just don't mean anything like that I, I can do an okay arnold schwarzenegger which is kind of german but it's more austrian it's austrian yeah it's austrian Okay, the next one is German <laughs> weddings. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. I can do the topic. <laughs> the German shuffle. We, now, we've, we've talked before about, um, I think in a different shuffle, we'd, we'd vaguely mentioned the fact that like a lot of expats go who are living in Germany go to Denmark to go to Copenhagen to, to get married instead because right. it's easier. Um, and you, as someone who is going to get married. Yeah, not, now now I'm currently planning a wedding. I now realize why. Like, yeah. It, more, more in a personal way. I mean, Germany, it, it's on paper, it doesn't look that bad, right? You go and it's like, okay, you got to go to the, again, you, it, uh, and, th- and this is, I don't know if you mentioned this before, but the biggest difference between weddings in America and Germany is this. Now in America, you plan your wedding. You can be anywhere, right? It could be in a you know, your backyard. It could be at a church, wherever you on the, on the beach, under the streets with the Ninja Turtles, wherever, right? Um, and you you go. You just have to get a an application from the uh, from the city hall there. You don't have to get married at the city hall. You just have to get an application. You go. You get married, and and you can and anybody can marry you. Like you know, there's all these online services where you can get certified in like 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. To be an a, 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 officiator. A, officiator. Do the wedding. Once you get married, the officiator signs your wedding application, whatever, and a witness does. You give it back to the city hall a week later, and then now you're you get your wedding certificate. You're officially married. Here, you only have the you have to get married at the Burgeramt at the city hall. Like right. you can't go do it somewhere else. Like and because only Burgeramt uh, city hall employees can f- marry you. You you can't get a license to do it. You know, as a random person. You know. So, and they don't rent these people out to come to like uh, a beach or whatever to do it for you. So you have to go get married at, at city hall. Right. So, so and, and, and then, you, and then you can go do a ceremony or a party later in which you're pretending to get married, even though you've already gotten married. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I, I've been to a few German weddings. So it's usually like two weddings. You go to the, the Standesamt or mm. the burger. Uh, yeah. And, um, you go there to the town hall and you kind of like. Cool. You have, might have a little party after. Well, it's usually like a small space. Like, and you, you can't stay there that long because they have another appointment after you. Right. right? So it's very like bam, 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 bam. And like maybe after you go for dinner or something like that, kind of like, I kind of consider it kind of like the, what Americans do, which I still don't understand is like the, um, the day before the wedding or two days before the wedding, the uh, rehearsal dinner. The dress rehearsal. The, yeah. Yeah. The her- yeah. Gonna break my sister's heart because she did a dress rehearsal. So, yeah. Oh, my sister did it too. I, I, <laughs> but I still understand what's the point of doing this. It, it was kind of an excuse just to meet up and just to drink. And then at some point they go, oh, by the way, you'll be standing here and you'll be saying, okay, great. And then it's like five minutes later, you're done. Right. You know? But like yeah. my sister's, my sister's uh, uh, wedding dress rehearsal thing was in like a different area than the actual wedding was. Oh, okay. Anyways, I don't know. But so I, I kind of consider like, the actual wedding day, kind of like the rehearsal dinner, and then the then they'll have like a second one where like family friends walk down the aisle, the whole shebang with at the dinner, location you actually want to at be, the beautiful location, not the city hall. So yeah. most Germans will have two weddings, and yeah, it's not fake. The second one's not fake. You're well, still gonna say well, your vows no, no, and have but, a good whatever. But the thing is, like when you say I do it, the second one, you've, you're, you're, you've, you did. you've already said I do. 
a week before, a month before. Just like, change it to say like, did you? Like, yeah, I did. But you know what I, I mean? did say I do. But you know what I mean? Like you are both, you are already a married and you've right. already said I do because you have to say it in the service at the city hall. So that's why I say it's fake because it's already happened. Like you're basically right. doing this for the benefit of your guests, basically. Like you're, you're already married. You don't have and, to do and this. And probably for yourself as well because a lot of people want that, you know, nice tuxedo. Because city hall marriages are not that fancy. <laughs> like, no, so, no, they're not. But, uh, but yeah, it is interesting. So uh, in Germany, so I was talking to your wife to be and she was telling me you have to get a uh birth certificate of yourself but it can't be older than six months old and and this is where thing is like exactly like there's a list of things that you need it's only like four documents even for an ex for a foreigner like me it was like four documents so it's like oh that when i first saw it, i was like oh, it's never complaining about it sounds easy marriage or birth certificate okay fine whatever and this and then but birth certificate yeah can't be original birth certificate. It has to be no more than six months old. Why? Don't know. So, and the thing is, like, when you live in the states, for me, I can't just pop home to get a document. It's a twelve-hour flight and thousand dollars. You know, like it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a whole thing. And so, but the thing is, like, it's like even say say I visit in Christmas time and I get that thing, I have to be married by <laughs> six months by end of May. Like, I, if I wanted to get married in August, nope, it has to be. You know, and, and so. It, and so that that's gonna be annoying, and not only that, so you have to get the, your birth certificate. That's not enough, even though it's the official birth certificate. You know, you then have to like then contact the um, secretary of state for your state or whatever, and they have to give what's called an uh, apostle, apostoly, something like that, where basically they stamp it, approving it, saying yes, this is an, this is an official s- document. You can't just go to a notary. No, you know, it has to be like you have to go to like a, the state government, uh, like not federal government, the state government thing. So. It's time for that. Yeah, so say you're visiting for Christmas. Like, this isn't a pop-in. Like, you have to make these appointments. You have to show, like, it's a, it's a whole process. So, and so that's the kind of stuff that is why people go get married in Denmark. So you don't need all this documentation. But and, then when you when you Google, so I, I was helping out your your future wife. Um, I don't they have a word for that. Fiance. But fiance. You, you said you don't like that word. No, no, it's not that I don't like it. I just forget it. Because she's, oh, okay. she's my girlfriend so many years. I just call her my girlfriend because I forget. True. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I was just trying to look up some things with her and like, there's like a whole business, um, around getting married in Denmark. Like there's corporations and companies that are like, be like, you get the 1,500 euro package. Yeah. yeah but I'm you, not, you we're not get doing married in two right. days. We'll get a photographer. We'll get you a dress. We'll get you a location. You get the burger for the, you get the town hall for longer. There's like a $200 package, 200 euro package, you know, we'll get you married within five days. And it's like, there's, there's a whole like, yeah, the whole industry, right? Whole, that's it. Whole yeah. industry around getting married, which, which shows in Denmark. how annoying it is to get married as a foreigner in Germany. Like it's, it's so much easier in Denmark that there's a whole industry around it. Like exactly. Said. And in Denmark, all you need is a passport. I think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot, Valid. it's a lot less documents. And if they did ask for a birth certificate, they wouldn't care about the sick. Like, why wouldn't you want the original? Wouldn't the original make much more? Isn't that much more the official doc? Anyway, I don't know. It's like, but I mean, if you have like. An on dong, and you have your passport, and you have all this ID. Do you need a birth certificate? You know what I mean. It just seems like an extra. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like it's like oh, so this the country of Germany has registered me to pay taxes and reg- right. registered me to be a freelance, registered me to live here, all without my birth certificate. But suddenly, you need my birth certificate. Like, exactly. Like, like you, you've make... already approved me. You know what I mean? Like, anyways, I'm here. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah. But yeah, if we did, we're still discussing it. If we did the Denmark thing. We, of course, we wouldn't waste any money on these package bullshit. Because, like, why waste money on something you do yourself? Because literally, all you have to do is make an appointment with the city hall there. Yeah. You fly there. You go. Because like, we went to our friend's wedding who was there. You show up. 
the whole thing is like five minutes. You're done. You take the piece of paper. You come back to Germany. Like, and you're done. Yeah. And in, also in Denmark, um, like in Germany, everything needs to be translated officially to German. Oh, yeah. I'll have to pay for that as well. In like, Denmark, yeah. I think it can be in, in Danish, English. English, or German. Exactly. So there's all these kind of small things that don't sound that, like that big, but when you add it all up, it's a lot of extra work, especially if, say if you live in the UK, you could pop home fairly easily to get all these documents taken care of. But if you live back in the States like us, it's not such a simple thing, you yeah. know? So if you live far away, I, now I get it. Now I get why people are annoyed by having to get married in Germany yes. because it's, um, it's, it's a like, pain in the arse. Denmark is like the, uh, the Vegas of Europe. Exactly. True. Except very different. <laughs> uh, anyways, next, next topic is, Hey, what do we got? This is related to that. Is it? No. Oh, okay. This is the self checkout at Netto. So, um, for those of you who do not know, what was that? Netto. <laughs> Somebody's at the door, I think. Oh. Netto is a grocery store chain here in Germany. It's a discount grocery store chain. Sure. Uh, I go there all the time. I love it. And uh, recently, they just started doing self-checkouts, which are not a big Well, not thing. recently. I think it's been a couple of years now. That's like two years. It's it pre-pandemic. Yeah, they installed it. It's recent. Okay. Okay. In the, in the recent years. Recent years. <laughs> uh, the older you get recently means a lot more longer time. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, they, they, they installed uh, some self-checkout and in Germany that they're not really self-checkout is not really a big thing here. Uh, Germans are afraid th- of self-checkout. Yeah. And this is what I wanted, this is what I want to say. So they installed them two years ago and I go to Netto, you know, what, three, four times a week, pick up dinner, pick up whatever. Sure. Yeah. And I always do self-checkout like 99% of the time. I have to get alcohol it's faster. So I'll see a line, man, going down the whole store, 30, 40 people waiting to get their stuff scanned. And I just walk right by them, self-checkout. There's like six of them, always open, always free, and no one uses them, and I don't get it. It makes no sense. Like I Because when I go to OB, which is like the Home Depot, like, um, you know, big box store for, you know, home home improvement, whatever. Yeah. Like they also, like two or three years ago, they installed a home, uh, a self-checkout section. And every time I go, there's a long line in the normal for the normal cashier. And then, there's, yeah, there's four or five stations of self-checkout, and they're almost always empty. And there's this long line. I literally speed through it. In 10 seconds, I'm out the door, and the person who is still the last in line is still the last in line. You know what I mean? Like, like they have not moved a step ahead, you know? And it's like, guys, you could be, you're wasting 10 minutes in this line. I don't, but Germans are just afraid of like new, yeah, new stuff. I like, guess I so. And it's incredibly easy. And even if like I couldn't scan something last time, right? I got some grapes, couldn't yeah. scan it. So I was like, Ops and Gamuza. I found the grapes, clicked on it, boom, done. Super easy. And like, I usually, I eat like, the, if I don't feel like cooking, I always have this little salad that I make. Yeah. It's like chickpeas, corn, feta, either chicken or tuna or whatever. Yeah, something easy, yeah. Something super easy, nutritious, yeah. healthy, fills yeah, you yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I know where all those things are. So I'll go to like get my dinner real quick and I'll be in and out of Netto in like literally three minutes. I walk in, grab, 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 boop, 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 pay, done. <laughs> yeah. Three minutes. If I had to wait in line, it would be a 10, 15 minute affair. But for some reason, I don't get it. It's... But there. It, yeah, it's but it's it's anywhere I, anywhere I go in Germany that's a self checkout. It's the same. It's always empty. I think they just like to have, they like to be in somebody's arms, like somebody taking care of them, somebody handling the stuff. Like they, they just but, they don't like doing it themselves for some reason. But it's not like it's like in the states, you know, where they bag it for you, they talk to you. Like Frau Netto will like, beep, 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 get the fuck yeah, out of my yeah, way. Yeah, it's not like great service or anything. <laughs> no, it's I mean the service is actually fantastic because they're so quick. No, no, but no, it's but, not no, but a of, pleasurable service. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't, I don't understand why you'd rather, uh, get stressed out. You know, we talked about this a million times, bagging your groceries and getting your things scanned 
then just do it yourself at your own speed and be gone. I don't know. That, 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 actually, that is something we should have asked uh, Felicia last week. That's a good question. True. Ask. True. Hey, uh, next time. Next time. Next time. Now, speaking of next time, next shuffle. We've pressed that shuffle button. Um, this is an interesting thing. Two, this is like two-level bike parking places. Now, what I'm talking about is, of course, uh, Europe is a very cycling-friendly place. A lot of people use their bikes to get to work and to stores, whatever. And, of course, there's the usual bike parking spots, you know, like um, these bent pipes in the ground that you lock your bikes to. But there are these fancy ones, which you come across uh, mostly at train stations, um, but you'll see them other places where there'll be bike parking, and then above the bikes, there's more bike parking. Whoa. And you actually, you reach up, you 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 pull on this thing, and the whole thing slides down to the ground, you put your bike onto it, and then the whole thing slides back the up. The whole thing? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's big... So you have, to, you have to make sure no one's, you know, next to you or in the way. Well, yeah, don't put it on top of somebody. It's mm-hmm. dangerous. Yeah, but it's, it's like this big metal bar, and you, you you grab the end of it, and it it kind of slides out, then slides down to the ground. You put your bike on top of it and it slides back up. Like you can do it with one arm. Like it's not difficult. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like, like a old woman could do it. You know, it's like easy Oh, uh, or old man, you know? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it, 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 it and it, but it's cool. Cause like you go and then there's, you know, there's already maybe next to a train station, there's already a hundred parking spots for bikes, but now there's a hundred additional that go right on top of the other ones. See, I've still never seen these. I still never seen them. I've, uh, guys go to our Instagram, um, maybe about a month or so ago when I was in Falkensee, I took a picture of one. Uh, they're really, and I, 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 I see them, but I don't see them every day. Um, I think, uh, in the city center, you don't see them, but it, um, depends on where you are, but like in Amsterdam, especially you see them everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, they're really interesting because you will you will not find them in the states. Alex had no opinion on any of this. So. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even know what's going on. And then he looked at me and went, "Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I've never. I think they're super cool. Uh, and any way I can save space and encourage more bike riding is uh, always welcome. I've never actually seen one myself. Next one. Next one is uh, you know kind of a downer for anybody wanting to visit this beautiful city of Venice, full of romance and you know other stuff. Uh, <laughs> Ven- water, lots of water. Venice now charges you just for the privilege of visiting the city um, of Venice. Yeah, Venice. Yeah, the Venetians actually the they got very happy during the pandemic because they realized what a normal city looks like when it's not overrun by tourists. Because yeah, the problem with Venice is it's so small. And on any given day, there are more tourists physically in Venice than people who live there. I believe that 100%. And they're ruining the city, according to Venetians. And so during the pandemic, they got so used to like, oh, this is so great. And uh, But of course, now they're coming back. And so they have announced that they are now going to charge you. I don't know. I think it's like, I don't remember what it is, but it's between five euro and 12 euro. It's somewhere in there. I forget exactly. Oh, okay. It's not like one euro though, but I think it's like seven or eight euros, something like that, right? So <laughs> sure, but it's it's a fee just for entering the city of Venice, um, as a, as you know, if you're visiting for the day or whatever, you know, you have to pay a fee, um, just to kind of help um, fight just the tr- the trashing of Venice that's happening from the tourists, you know. But that's totally fair. I mean, now that I mean, traveling generally is cheaper, more for two more affordable, same thing. It's more affordable. It's um. There's way more options nowadays. People are just more into it. And uh, it actually is a problem with a lot of European cities that it's just it's just too, it's too touristy. They're too yeah. small. Streets are too small. Uh, hotels can't handle it. Bars are too packed. It is, it, it, I can imagine it being a real problem in like, especially in five, 10 years. Sure, absolutely. I mean, you know, and in your invest is almost basically an island on itself. Like you, there's, there's one way to enter the city. There's one way out. Like, and then it's surrounded by water. And of course all the famous canals. So like 
it has a very defined area. There's, you know, like almost every border of Venice, there is nowhere to go except for to jump into the water. You right. know what I mean? So like everybody is very confined and stuck on this one spot. Um, and they, they've also been fighting um, the rising water levels, of course, also which true. is, right. you know, going to flood their city. So, um, yeah, I get it. So I, I guess they want to take in some money and also maybe hopefully persuade some people not to go. And they're like, ah, seven euro. God damn it. I should. Yeah. It's, I mean, if, if you're traveling anyways, I'll just I'll go to Florence. Screw this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're traveling anyways, I don't think seven euros is really going to deter anybody. But I got a fun Venice fact. Hey, yo, bring it on. That relates to Germany. Sure. So uh, Hamburg also has a lot of canals, right? Like yeah. Everywhere. True. So people call Hamburg the Venice of Germany. Mm-hmm. But... Hamburg has more canals than Venice, making Venice the Hamburg of Italy. And you know who has more canals than Venice? Berlin has more canals than Venice. Oh. Well, then. <laughs> I heard the, what the hell, Venice? <laughs> my, my, my first day of language school here, that was uh, the first fun fact. So why is Venice us. so cool then? We have canals. Yeah, they stamp yeah, but they're gross think, and there's dead yeah, but it's, uh, raccoons. It's not this, but you know, imagine something the size of Berlin, but you know, it's like squeezed into the. It, what is Venice compared to Berlin? It's like probably a tenth the size. You know what I mean? So yeah, if like, that, that's yeah. true. And like literally, they are using the waterways. Like, like you know, FedEx has boats. You know, like and you use boat taxis, and so it's, like, it's definitely different. You know, in that yeah, sense. for sure. Yeah. yeah, but so there, there's my fun fact. Let's shuffle. <laughs> it was fun. It was, I, I had fun. I had fun. Yeah. What's next? No, but uh, train tickets. Be aware if you book a train um, in Germany. I'm not sure about other countries. That they do not include a seat. I think, uh, yeah, when um, I had a Euro pass, I had the same problem in other countries as well. So, and and uh, they also don't care how packed the trains are. If there's enough space for, you know, two square feet for a human to stand, you'll book you a ticket. So don't think that just because you have a ticket that you can find a seat. Uh, I've had many times sitting on the floor, sitting on the stairs, sitting next to the bathroom, sitting like in between. The two trains. Yeah. That's, you know, it happens. So uh, just be aware of that when you're booking tickets. You can always book a seat to like five euro or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't cost much. Now, now I will say mm, 90% of the time I have not booked a seat reservation and I get a seat. So like 90% of the time, like you show like, like half of the seats usually are unreserved and you, and you just, it, it, so it's so like you have a ticket and you, you, and you walk down the aisle and then there's a digital little screen above each, um, seat right and it'll say if it's reserved or not you should find one that's not reserved and then you can sit there yeah. but also it doesn't say reserved or not it says where the train is going so if it's like going to hamburg it'll say to hamburg and that means that seat is reserved if it says nothing then it's not reserved yeah yeah, yeah. if it says something which then is very confusing it's like i know what train i'm on so i thought all of them just said you know what train you're on <laughs> Uh, but I didn't realize it was reserved. I don't know why it just doesn't say well, reserved. Well, because well, no, because sometimes, for example, say you're going from uh, Berlin to Amsterdam, okay, and then you look above a seat, and it'll say um, Hamburg to Amsterdam, meaning it's reserved only for that part of the journey. Uh-huh. So, so from Berlin to Hamburg, I can still sit there, and only in Hamburg will somebody. And so if Man, I'm coming, Jeff. So if I'm going to Hamburg, I can sit there my entire thing knowing right when i get off the person that's when the person gets on you know so it's not it's not reserved the entire leg of the i don't care what they say jeff you're a smart guy what do they say you know uh anyways moving on to the next one (laughs) (laughs) um another interesting one oh yeah i think is that donuts and buffins 
are not considered breakfast food in Germany. This took me many years because, you know, I, I mean, I mean, you're the same, right? Like, uh, for, you know, for breakfast in the States growing up, a muffin is a perfectly acceptable option. Uh, a donut is also considered a breakfast food. You Which know? I, I never got the donut thing. I was like, this is, this is cake. I'm not eating cake for breakfast. Yeah, but a muffin is just as almost just as cake as a donut. But there's bananas and nuts in it. So it's healthy. Okay. But you can get banana slices on top of your donut too, if you want. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So, so like in the U S don't like somebody going and stopping at a donut or muffin shop for breakfast is not nothing weird about that. Right. In the U S no, totally no, no. normal. Uh, it was, if you're it wasn't gap. Yeah. Until a few years after living here, when a German friend of mine was like, what? For breakfast, he's like, "That's cake. That's a dessert." And I'm like, "No, it's a muffin." And I, I, I actually fought him on it for a minute, but I, because I was just so brought up in that sense. And then until when I really listened to what he was saying, and I was like, "You're right. It's just a small cake. It's dessert. Like it's not. It's that. It's not a breakfast." And then like, like, and it, and, it, and, it, and I quickly switched, and I was like, "You're right. That that's that is not. That is not a healthy breakfast at all." And like, but I mean, Ger- Germans really shouldn't throw stones because they have like chocolate croissants. Or like Franz Brötchen, which are like cinnamony, um, uh, baked goods. Like they have all these sweet baked goods they have for breakfast as well. I know, but they consider like the croissant, croissant bread that is actual like bread. Whereas a muffin, it's just like, it's literally like, the, like look up the ingredients for a muffin and a cake. Like they're probably like almost identical. It's you know a small I mean? cake. It's a small well, cake. Actually, that's a cupcake. A muffin's like a cupcake's cousin with bananas and nuts. Yes, true. Nice. Now, donut shops are big in Berlin, so like it's not like they don't like donuts here, but for breakfast, it's just not considered a breakfast food. And that took me, you know, that that was it was hard for me. That took some time because I grew up like, but I'm not. I mean, my mom will be angry if I said because it didn't happen. We weren't we weren't having muffins and cupcake and uh, you know donuts, donuts every day for breakfast. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. That's not that was not our standard breakfast. But I'm just saying, like once in a while, it, it, it was it was sure. it was considered an option. Like it, it could happen, and nobody would look dunk at you your weird. donut in the coffee. Right. You know? But at the same time, you know, I grew up eating eggs for breakfast all the time. Eggs, toast, bacon, whatever. Same. I still eat eggs for breakfast. Come on. And a lot of Germans don't actually eat eggs for breakfast. Weird. My they'll, my, they'll my girlfriend have, she grew up on eggs for breakfast, and she's German. So. I know some do, some don't, but yeah. like. Like I, I've been out for people at breakfast, you know, to just get or at their house, whatever, and they'll have you know the typical German breakfast of like a lot of different breads and spreads and cheeses and meats, yeah, but no eggs, which is interesting. But did they say why they don't consider eggs breakfast? No, it's just like I, I just don't think it's part of their upbringing. They just don't uh, have okay. eggs. Well, there's nothing, have, nothing against it. It's just no, no, no. Uh, sometimes I ask like Alex, do you want eggs? I'm like, oh yeah, please, I love eggs. Yeah, and sometimes it's just no eggs, and I think it's just I, in the states. I know like eggs is eggs is breakfast. Because eggs, yeah, eggs, eggs. Like I, I will eat eggs breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I love eggs. Yeah, I mean, I would say my typical brunch. What's my typical brunch? My typical brunch. which which typical brunch, Jeff? My typical typical brunch, like uh, like when I'm not going fancy, just like you know, standard. You a have, standard brunch. Yeah, you always have a couple a couple brutchen, which is basically small little um, bread rolls. Bread rolls. You slice them in half. Nice. And then, like you said, like a typical European uh, breakfast or brunch, you take uh, some bread. You, you know, put some, uh, you know, some stuff on some, maybe some hummus, maybe avocado, some, maybe some fresh queso, uh, cream cheese, I know in the U S um, yeah, some avocado, you know, and then you may put on a little, little slice of like salami, a little bit slice of, uh, cheese, yeah. maybe some sliced, uh, cucumber or tomato. Pickles. Yeah. Pickle, whatever. Um, and then next to those two brutchen, I always have like a, an egg oh, depending on my mood. So it'll be like 
uh, boiled egg or a scrambled egg or a fried egg or who knows? Like, There's lots of ways to make eggs. Deviled egg or so many eggs, you know. So, so that changes. <laughs> that, so so that, that that changes. But, but you know what I mean? Like for me, <laughs> for me, like a a basic yeah. That like I look at that. I'm like yeah, it's a normal European breakfast. A couple brutchen with some toppings and then an egg. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. What about you? Uh, what, what's what's your what's your brunch? Me is pretty much um, uh, what are they called? Toasties, which in the states are called English muffins. But in German, they're called toasties. I don't like the term English muffin because it's it's just a slice of bread. It's nothing muffiny about it. And it's, it's, it's not dessert. It's not sweet. It's, it's a like, crumpet, I think, in, in England. Yeah, and it's, it's called English muffin. I don't but, know. It, but it's savory. It's not but sweet. But in Germany, it's called a toasty. Okay. So uh, usually in breakfast, I have toasties with just butter and usually a fried egg or scrambled eggs. Uh, and then after that, usually, you know, a little cream cheese, some avocado, some bacon. 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 Yeah, just typical stuff. It's nothing fancy. I don't know why I'm talking about. No, it. no, no. But again, to American, like they don't probably don't know what what a typical European brunch is. So this is probably maybe enlightening. You know, that's fair. Yeah, but that's more like a uh, you know a weekend brunch or breakfast. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no yeah, that's that's not the, like the daily before. No, work no. Brunch. I mean, no, no. I used to try to do that, but yeah. it's just I can't. It takes too much time. I can't wait that early. Yeah. But uh, yeah, on the weekdays, usually just either the croissant, very European, have croissant, eat that at work on the way to work. Or recently, I'm getting this, this bakery near me. It's a little sausage wrapped in some kind of bread, like cheese on it as well. It's really, mm. really good. And another really cool thing about Germany is there's bakeries everywhere. Yeah, they love they love their bakeries. Yeah, love the bakeries. Unfortunately, most of the bread is German bread, which I can't I can't handle. But or some like really nice olive rolls. Yeah, and you always get a belegtes Brötchen, which just means bread with something on it. And uh, like they're in train stations, they're everywhere. So you ever have like a little little hunger, little snack. Grab one of those, good to go. Good selection, yeah. Breakfast, grab one of those, good to go. So like, you're never out of food, like breakfast options on the way to work in Germany. I think, yeah, for the standard on the way, on a business day to work, most yeah. most people probably, they stop by the bakery and just get a quick to go in their hand. And, kind and, of and you're talking like a euro 50, two euro, exactly. maybe three at most. Plus maybe a, a coffee on top of the coffee, right. coffee and a little bread thingy in their hands. And then you're so off. Every morning I usually get like a club matzah, like that little energy drink thing, Ugh. like the, the tea stuff is urine in a bottle. I love it. And, and in summer I drink that in the morning. So I usually get that. And really, uh, that's just start of your morning. Yeah. Not a healthy start of the morning. And one of those sauces thing. It's tea. And one of those sauces things that's cost me like three euro 10. Yeah. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Mm, but of course the month, Ooh, 60s, over 60 euro. Ooh. But then in the winter, I usually make a uh, hot tea at home and I'll just grab either croissant or that thing. So it's like croissant, I think is 80 cents. Or if I want to get one like chocolate in it, it's a euro. Ooh. So it's very inexpensive. That's just grab something on the way to work. It's super nice. 20 cents chocolate. I was pushes you over the edge. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and I, I much prefer that than like, than like a subway or something like that. It's nice. It's good bread. It's usually freshly made. It's good stuff. You know what, guys? Let's uh, let's get to the screen view. We're undone. Yeah, we're done. We're done here. Um, again, <laughs> thank you for joining us for the twelfth shuffle. It's always yes. fun. Great ending to that. <laughs> so we are This is the Aberlour Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, double cask, matured, age twelve years. It says our craftsmen, craftsmen, carefully pair the whiskeys together to get just the right balance. Of fruit and spice. Love it. And you know what? You're spot on. Like when you look at the front of the bottle, it looks very similar to a bullet whiskey right? bottle. It's wild. It looks very similar. The sh- shape not, but everything else. I, when, when I took it out of the box, I thought for a minute that we had it before, but we haven't. Oh, because it reminded you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It. So um, let's drink it. Cheers. Mm, again. 
So I'm going to say it's, it's a good. good first sip. It's, it's good. It's very, very smooth. Very good. I taste that fruitiness in it for sure. Yeah. Um, not smoky at all, probably because it's a space side, not a highland. So that makes sense. Uh, but I actually really, really, really like it more than I thought I would, especially for very the price. Very easy to drink. Like in, a, in, a da- in a dangerous way, easy to drink. You know what I mean? Like anybody who's a whiskey drinker knows what, what I mean. Uh, yeah. It's it's almost, it's so easy to drink that you could end up drinking more than you plan on it. You know? Yeah. Like I, I poured myself a pretty heavy pour by accident, but it's been going down just so, so easy. So um, yeah, I'm going to go right with, I'm going to go screw it. 8.6. For me, it's a solid eight. Nice. Solid eight. Could maybe be more on a certain day. It's, but it's probably not an eight point six to be honest. No, you can't. You can't go backwards. No, I'm not. With comparing it to like other good whiskeys, but how I'm feeling right now and how smooth it is and how much I'm enjoying it, it's eight point six territory. Now, uh, <laughs> you guys should know. Now, usually we eat a large meal before we do the podcast because you know usually alcohol and empty stomach is a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, but today my girlfriend wanted to do a barbecue after the podcast, so we are drinking on an empty stomach. So. Mm. That could possibly be affecting how we're receiving this whiskey. Um, I, I'm already feeling a little. Uh, it could also be affecting how uh, we just talked about hypothetical leaving 18 babies outside. <laughs> 18 babies, which I never explained. How are you pushing 18 baby stores? I have no idea. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like a train. <laughs> like a train. <laughs> you connect them to each other. You just pull it. <laughs> I hope you're on your bicycle with like the 18 behind you. <laughs> and you have one of those like wooden things that you can blow on that sounds like a train horn. And you go, you blow on it and it goes, poo, poo. I'm pretty sure the 18 screaming babies would warn everyone of that I'm coming through and the sight of a baby train while you're at the store nobody else could enter because there's literally like a 30 meter long train of (laughs) of strollers blocking the entrance and everyone's trying to get it again the uh, hypotheticals anyways everyone thank you so much for listening hopefully see you in two days at our meetup yes at again Mokum Bar uh, M-O-K-U-M and Prenza Abelg at 7 to 10. Yes. And <laughs> um, we're going to go. No, now, unlike what he said last week, it's not 10 to 10. It's 7 to 7 10. 7 to 10. And uh, we're going to go now and have some barbecue. So uh, stay it. safe, stay healthy, and stay thirsty. Here we go. Here we go.